Welcome to the gripe. You're so good at that. You nail it. I'm James Vanderbeek. <laughs> and that is... I'm Michelle Williams. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's our 20th anniversary. It's our 20th anniversary. We're on the cover of Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly. Weekly. By my cover. And I had my best friend, Busy, on the yeah. cover with me. You know what? I didn't know that Busy was on the show. I never watched the show. I never watched it either. Oh, but it wasn't that great. I was like, oh. that's how they met. That's uh, how they became besties. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> um, I would one hundred percent watch Dawson's Creek now, but it's I would not too. on Netflix. Oh my god, I that was the exact <laughs> same thing. It's like, is I don't want to wait on here. <laughs> I don't want to wait. <laughs> Paula Cole action. Why is it on Netflix? I don't know. I mean, it should be. Is it on Hulu? I don't know. I can't, I mean, I can't watch a whole season in my free seven days on Hulu, so. (laughs) (laughs) Do you follow Michelle Williams on the gram? She's not on Instagram. Okay, that's why I don't follow her. She's not on the social. I figured. I do follow the the Vanderbeek with his amazing head of hair. Yeah, I don't follow him. I never thought he was attractive. Oh, there's something about him. You just think he's handsome. I can't not. (laughs) I wish I could quit him, but I just can't. can't. Um, Hi. Welcome back to this episode of The Grey. Uh, yeah, we just had Easter, and I have a theory. I think that pastel-colored candy yes. tastes better. What? I just love those pastel-colored M&Ms. Your They're headphones so are a pretty. little pastel-y. I do like a good pastel. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite Easter candy? I know you don't you really know, like candy that much, but like, come on. There has to be something. Really? No, I mean... No. Okay. Nothing that's Easter. Reese's, peanut butter eggs. Related. Cadbury eggs. I like raw. No, eggs. I think that the Cadbury like eggs jelly beans. are really gross. I love me a Cadbury Because it's all creamy and yolky. It's just delicious. Like, what is that, though? It's just fondant. I thought fondant was firm and hard. That's what they call it, a creamy fondant. Oh, okay. So it's sugar water. <laughs> it's just high fructose corn syrup, <laughs> sugar... And water mixed together. Let's I think die. peeps are the cutest thing in the world. Yeah, but I would never tasty. put one in my mouth. Yeah. Um, they get stale really fast. Maybe. Oh, don't they make Hershey Kisses that are pastel foiled? Yeah, but yeah. those are boring. No, but see, that's what I'd go for. <laughs> those are, that's like the first thing that came into my head. <laughs> um, I can't play your candy games. Uh, you so know? Charlotte got an Easter basket and sent in the mail from her grandma. Uh-huh. And there was like, Nothing in there for me and Aaron. Oh. We had our feelings hurt. No. Like I think this was the first I'm still year. Still your child. <laughs> yeah. This is like the first year that we got dissed. But whatever. They're just trying to support our waistline, I suppose. Um. Yes, Easter happened, and I enjoyed the Easter get together, the brunch thing. You like that? Yeah, I didn't do anything this year. Yeah, but like in the past, I've always had like. You time. were supposed to, because I was supposed to have people over. You know, I wasn't going to bring that up, but, you know. I got feelings about this. <laughs> oh, great. That's not why I brought this up. <laughs> Just an FYI. So, I invited, like, how many people were on that email? A lot. It was probably, like, eight couples. <laughs> and everybody was busy. I'm like, how is everybody busy? Well, it was a last minute. It was last minute. You know, you got to... Invite early and I invite off. But even them, like, people were busy, like, going out of town. Mm-hmm. People are in Colorado. They're going to Texas. Right. They're going to Puyallup. I think Easter, is it a bigger holiday than we think it is? Mm-hmm. It might yeah. be. I like Easter. I do too. Yeah. I always get depressed on Easter. Why? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> couple reasons oh my gosh. that tie into like what we're going to talk about today. Uh-huh. So growing up, you know, Easter was a big deal. You got a new dress, which you know I'm into. Any holiday where I get a new outfit, <laughs> game on. Sign me up. It's the, it's the beginning of spring, which we talked about last week. Like, spring in the South is actually a different season. Mm-hmm. It's not extended winter. Correct. And uh, it's just, you get together with your family, you eat good food. Wait, so you consider Easter the marker of spring? Yeah, it feels springy. Uh-huh. Even though the weather might not have changed. In the South, it did change. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm with you You're now. wearing, like, a short sleeve dress. Mm-hmm. And a tube top. <laughs> Alter top. Mm-hmm. To church. <laughs> and we would always go, we get our Easter baskets, we go to church. It's like a very Easter Sunday's best. It's very uplifting service yeah. because Christ arose. Uh-huh. You know, according to the book. Uh-huh. So it's fun, man. Yeah. But then in Seattle, it's extended winter. I have no family out here to celebrate with. Yeah. We don't go to church out here. <laughs> so like it's just another day, basically. Right. And that makes me sad. So mm-hmm. because I have a good husband, he always plans something for us to do on oh, Easter. That's, that's nice. So I don't get depressed. Yeah, I have like very memorable brunches on Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, like my friend Jules in San Diego, she'll always do like a brunch that um, like the proceeds go to the Humane Society. That's so nice. Yeah, and then she does like an adult Easter egg hunt. So there's like lottery tickets in there. That's cute. And little prizes. So that's super fun. I'm um, like, what do adults want? Lottery tickets. <laughs> Booze. Do you remember when we bought those lottery tickets for the Mega Millions? I have not for last hope on that <laughs> on that dream, honey. I will buy me some lottery tickets. Watch. <laughs> um, yeah, and then with my girl Nora, we we've done a great brunch at the Lexington in St. Paul. Yeah, just like all types of fun brunches related to Easter. I like it. That's the extent of my my celebration. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, what else is happening? Well, Roseanne. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, why not? This is big news. I don't. I don't want to talk about Roseanne. Like she already got picked up. I, for no, 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 no. I, look, I know all <laughs> about the happenings. No, I know eighteen million people. It? Second season's gonna come up. Why They're gonna get paid a lot of money. Why don't you want to talk I about? I just why don't, don't you talk care about, about Roseanne. But tell me why. Like um, I don't care about Roseanne, but I don't have those much feelings. I have feelings because her. I loved Roseanne when I was growing up. Okay, see, yeah, like, I never even watched the show. It was like very like hometown working class. So I felt like I aligned with her principles and values. What were they even? Um, you work hard. You don't get paid enough. You don't get paid enough. Screw the man. I'm going to follow my dream. Oh, wait. What was her dream? Well, her dream was to not work for the man anymore. Like, she's trying to make ends meet with Dan and the kids. They'd make meatloaf all the time. Okay. You know I love good meatloaf. (laughs) You know, and Dan wanted to open up a motorcycle shop. um, And that was like a dream of his, like a garage. She opened up. The lunchbox. It was their like little loose meat sandwich place. <laughs> loose meat. Uh huh. <laughs> it was it was great. And then Aunt Jackie was in the mix. Um, but now was like, she like a she was was she an out lesbian on the show? She wasn't a lesbian on the I show. I thought she was. No girl. <laughs> why why was everybody saying it's like LGBT friendly show back in the day? Because 
Roseanne had a boss, played by, I don't remember his name. He was a center square on Hollywood Squares. M- Martin Mull. Anyways, okay. he was her boss that drove her crazy. Um, and they had like this fun, like, you know, repertoire. Uh, I mean, he was gay? He eventually came out uh, okay. as gay, yes. And then Sandra Bernhard was on there and she was like, I think a bisexual character. Okay, so they had some characters. Yeah, so there was representation. Um, But now it just feels, I don't know, I don't know if it's her or what, but it feels like it's not that lens anymore, that perspective. Um, I didn't watch it, but I I will. I mean, 18 million people did. A lot of people did. And we're talking about this. I don't want to talk about this. The only thing is, she's pro-Trump. I read that Mm -hmm. on the show. And she's pro-Trump in real life. She is. Yeah. And apparently he called to congratulate her on a success. Yes. Yes. He Mm -hmm. called to congratulate her. He's so Mm -hmm. disgusting. I know. Okay. That's all we have to say. I just wanted to know why you didn't like it. No, it just irks. Because I love that show as a child. And I was watching it up until like, I don't know, a few months ago on on Roseanne. I mean, on Netflix Netflix or on the other one. Amazon. I think it's on both. Um, and it's great and it's funny, but I just don't know if I can stomach watching this new one, you know, based on her personal viewpoints and I don't know. I mean, Laurie Metcalf is friggin' awesome. That's Aunt Jackie. And I saw, (laughs) I saw a still of her in, uh, um, what is it called? The, the hat, the pussy hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw that, too. Yeah, so apparently she's, like, the liberal. Right. Yeah, the liberal, the nemesis to Roseanne. I mean, am I wrong for... And that's what I'm struggling with right now. It's like, okay, hearing a different point of view, I get that, right? But where's the line? Like, I'm not trying to shut out a conversation completely about this, but it's just hard to, you know to negotiate. Yeah. I was having feelings about that the other day, <clears throat> unrelated to this uh-huh. Roseanne Trump thing. Yeah. I was in the dentist chair, mm-hmm. and there was a woman in the dentist talking loudly about how she's an anti... She, they call themselves anti-vaxxers. Okay. So it's moms that don't get their children vaccinated. Right. And she was, like, going on and on about how her pediatrician was, like, giving her shit about not vaccinating her child. Why is it happening at the dentist's office? I don't know. She was talking so loud. And it was making my blood boil uh-huh. because I vaccinated Charlotte. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, well, why am I getting so angry? Like, she is allowed to have, to have a different opinion. I, right. Exactly. And, and I don't want to be a hypocrite and be like, no, you can't say that because I don't like it. I'm not comfortable with it. <clears throat> um, but dot, dot, dot. That's all I can say. You know? Somebody write in and talk me off the sledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in a building with a lot of therapists. So we're like, let's, oh, just, go, are, let's yeah. just go knock on some doors <laughs> and talk to people. Help me. <clears throat> um, are you done talking about Roseanne? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're listening out there, people, <clears throat> you have an opinion on this matter. Did you watch the show? Was it good? I feel like I'm was it gonna balanced? watch it. I I'm one of those people that I don't want to feel like I'm missing out, mm-hmm. so I just need to at least see what that first episode was. Mm-hmm. So I'll report back to you. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. (laughs) (laughs) What else is going on, buddy? What else is going on? Um, I kind of want to talk about... This is not the mangrove. This is still... um, Some fodder. Some fodder. There's this whole yoga world controversy happening in our midst right now. So basically, it is like a David and Goliath Mm -hmm. situation. Um, Which is a biblical story. It is. Oh, God, look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Put a pin in that, you guys. Put a pin in that. Um, Okay, so at issue is there is a company, actually two companies, Cody App and Allo Yoga. It's a clothing brand and a a video platform um, suing a A yoga teacher. Yeah. Um, And so it's really blown up in sort of the yoga world. Um, The interesting thing is that, I don't know, how do we start this? Okay, so Cody App is a video platform that... For teachers to teach their class. Exactly, and people people loved it. The teachers loved it. I think they paid really well. They paid well, yeah. Um, And it was a subscription. Yeah, right. It's it's produced well, and um, people aligned with Cody App's mission. Right. So Cody app sold to Aloe, which is a a clothing brand. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I don't know the yoga clothing thing. So what I'm hearing is that Aloe's brand is very exclusive. If you look at their social media, it's really thin white women. It's athletic men. And it's a very non-inclusive, non-diversity, you know, type of a brand. That's what people are saying. I'm not sure if it's true. I think it's... That's an opinion that's out envision there. Envision, like, L.A. yogis. Mm-hmm. And Yoga that's Aloe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, there's a yoga teacher named Dana Falsetti, who is a very pro-diversity, pro-inclusion, body branded, positive. body-positive yoga teacher who loved her time with Cody App. But when Cody App sold to Aloe, she did not align with that. And she was ready to... To part ways. Off board. Right. Um, so Cody App is suing her. They, they sued her first in December because apparently on... So I guess let me back up just a little bit. She said she wanted to part ways. That's all she wanted to do was part ways. She didn't believe in Aloe Yoga's platform, what they stood for, so she wanted to part ways. She's saying she asked to be taken off, her content to be taken off of the apps. They didn't do it. So she went onto Instagram in her stories and said, um, you know, I don't stand for this. I don't like Aloe Yoga who bought Cody app. I want out, da 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 da, right? So then she was slapped with a lawsuit from Cody App because she, it wasn't announced yet that Cody App oh, sold. Right. So that's what Cody App is saying. We're, that's what we're suing you for. And, and that, that, that's the damage that we're seeking is because you leaked that information, right? So it got really ugly. And then a month later, um, Aloe sued her. <laughs> Um, and it was, God, I don't know what the details were about, about specifically, but it was, it was along the same lines. Um, 
of defamation. Oh, because she said that one of the owners um, had sexual harassment allegations against him. Da da da. So they're suing for what she said um, on her in Instagram. her Instagram stories. Right. So then, oh Keno McGregor, who is a really prominent yoga teacher, yeah, um, she stepped up and basically is saying, why are these yoga corporations, these giants, suing a tiny little yoga teacher? It's not okay. Um, she started a GoFundMe for Dana to help with her legal fees. Um, and it's just started this huge dialogue, controversy, in the yoga world um, regarding what is yoga. You know, it, when does it become corporate? And... Uh, I think Kino said something to the fact that we're fighting for the heart and soul of yoga with this, this yeah, I lawsuit, that. right? So how much money has she raised? I'm gonna look it up. I know that the goal was fifty thousand. I think they're at thirty five thousand. Last time I checked. So it's not like crazy. It's not a crazy amount, no. But I mean, I feel like if you're being sued by two giant corporations, right? It's a little scary. Well, you would need more than fifty k. I agree. And that's what it sounds like. I'm, yeah. I'm literally searching for it right now. Um, I'm not the type of person that goes on Instagram to, to look at oh, they just yoga raised, life. They surpassed 50K. Oh, they did? They're at 50,861. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Good for them. Okay. So, I don't know. It's just this weird thing. Like, I don't, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors to me. You well, know. this is like the second yoga controversy we've talked about. The first one being? The Northwest Yoga Conference. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I think anytime, uh, I don't know, money starts to get involved. Are we still on? Yeah. Um, the magic is taken out of it. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. I mean, it will happen, you know. I think. But I, I mean, I like money. So <laughs> let me just put that out there. Right. And, and the thing is, like, no one is saying that yoga teachers shouldn't align with corporations. You know, like, it's, a, it's a nice to have a platform. Um, it's nice to get paid something more significant than just, like, a, a teaching fee, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, so I don't think anyone's saying don't ever work with a corporation. But I don't know. I think that when you are sued, it's just a scary thing. Because yeah. what do you have, you know? Um, so Dana is not speaking out because of the lawsuit. So Kino came out on her behalf to That's be her cool. voice, you know. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of strange. I mean, what do you think about it? Um, I mean, Dana's contract was not with Aloe. So I feel like if she wants out, they should honor that. Yeah. Um, I, I have read recently that, that everyone tried to um, part ways. Like they said, yeah, we won't show any more of your content. We'll just go away. But the lawsuit's still happening. So I'm not sure why um, it's still going on. Because if everyone wants to just part ways, mm-hmm. that's awesome. That's, that's what should have happened. So then um, there's basically no content for Cody then? No, they have a ton of content. So then who's parting ways, I guess? Um, Dana. And Aloe. And Aloe. Okay. And Cody. I thought you meant everybody that was on Cody. No, there's some people that, that love being on Cody. And they should stay on there. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the crux was Dana just wanted to part ways with with Cody App and Aloe. And Cody App and Aloe are saying, we want to do that too, but then damage was done, so now we can't really go back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. Got it. Okay. I think it's tiresome. It seems like it's just a waste of energy and resources and money. Because, like, what's going to happen? Like, going to sue Dan- Dana for what? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> some tea. I mean, it just really Some crystals. Some um, spandex. Yeah, so I've been following it. It's weird. It's kind of boring. <laughs> it's kind of scandalous <laughs> at the same time. And I think that people are mad too because Aloe, like when they show videos on their Instagram, it's like there's like a guy doing handstand off a balcony. Do you know what I mean? And it's like they're promoting, like the only way to, to like get on our, our shit is to do something that could risk your life. That's daring. That's edgy. Yeah. You know, and boring. that's just so boring to me. Yeah. That's what I mean by boring, you know. Basic. Yeah. You guys just go and do your yoga. Like to get off of, of social media. You're not going to find nirvana there. You're not going to find enlightenment. But you will find us discussing religion here on The Gripe right now. <laughs> that is us. <laughs> we are talking about religion today. We have religion gripes because we're trying to do a thematic approach to The Gripe these days. <laughs> and since we just had Easter, we're like, hey, there's a lot of stuff to gripe about in regards to religion. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we're bringing it up. So what was your sort of upbringing with religion? Like, what are your, like, milestone memories of it? Um, always going to church. Like, that was, like, a regular thing for y'all? Yes. So definitely went to church every Sunday. I mean, when I think about my childhood, church was definitely, like, a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. I would we'd get up Sunday morning, we'd go to church in the after Sunday afternoon. I'd have like our fellowship group, so I'd go back. I mean, like after I'd, church, it'd be like Sunday <clears throat> evening. So you're going to church twice, twice on a Sunday. day. Yeah. You like, so you liked that? Yeah. Mm, hey, I did. What's up, Jesus? It was. I was there like four hours on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like we'd have Sunday school. Because it felt social. I'm. I'm assuming yes. it was like a social thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, you heard the word, I'm hoping. I, I don't know. <laughs> I did hear the word. And uh, yeah, so that was like all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. College, I went to church, you know, every now and again. My my college was pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. So that w- it was not unnormal, abnormal. To go to church. Right. Right. Then I moved to Charlotte. So most of your classmates in college went to church. Yeah. Okay. I mean, most of my friends. On campus, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. In the South, we're just, everybody was religious. Mm-hmm. Everybody believed in God. Everybody wore cross necklaces. Everybody, I mean, this, and it was also like the crowd I ran with because mm-hmm. I was like goody two shoes for sure. Yeah. Okay, keep going. And then <laughs> post college, got involved, went to, moved to Charlotte, got involved in the church in Charlotte. I didn't know all this, girl. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, met Aaron. We got married in that church and like, Two of our friends, like friends that we would hang out with, were like preachers, and they married us. Oh. Yeah. Two of them? Mm-hmm. We had like a... You got tag-teamed in. Tag-teamed. Into the institution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been like a big part <clears throat> of my life. And then we moved out to Seattle, 
and it's just so different out here. Um, churches are either like rock and roll churches, uh-huh. like warehouse churches. So explain that to people. So it's not in a traditional church setting, and there's usually a platform stage, and they have like a band and smoke. So does it feel like entertain, like they're trying to do entertainment church? Yeah, and that's uh-huh. how they've gotten like a ton of people to go. Uh-huh. And that's not my scene. Uh-huh. Or it's like geriatric churches. Meaning? People there are like 70 plus. Uh-huh. So Aaron and I, when we moved here, we looked for like some churches. And we, you know, neither one of us are going to those warehouse churches. Uh-huh. And uh, all we would just get attacked by old people. Like how? <laughs> they would come to our house afterwards and like try to visit with us. What? Yes. Because why? Because they want to be like neighborly and, you know, think if we know somebody from the church, we'll go back. Oh my goodness. Wait, no, no. Are these just other, I don't know what to call it. What's a parishioner? What does that mean? A parishioner? That's just a person that goes to a church. Okay, what yeah. is a parishioner? Yes. Just a random person mm-hmm. that followed you I mean, I'm home. sure they're like a committee. <laughs> they they're just a... followed you your ass So home. you fill out like a new <laughs> a new member thing. So they have your address yeah. and your phone number and your social security number. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh my God. It's not Facebook. Okay, so then they came, they knocked They'd on your like door. They like give cookies. They'd, so they'd, they'd like did they come in and they sit down on the couch with you? Yes. For how long? Like, not that long. But it was it was too much. I was gonna say, that sounds invasive. So that was ten I years ago. I feel it's now. Wow. Okay, ten years. And we have we just don't go to church. I don't even think about going to church on Sundays. Uh-huh. Like that's how far removed I am from it. We gave up. So it was like this huge part of my life. Yeah. To like, non-existent. And then, but do you feel like do you want to go back? Yeah. Okay. If you found the right place. Mm-hmm. The the right mode, the right tempo, the right everything. Yeah. Right. So Edmonds. United Methodist Church is literally, oh, I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Stalkers. So there's a church that I would like to go to that is near me. (laughs) And uh, I'm scared. Why? Because. But this is the the denomination of church you went to. Yeah, I was Methodist. Yeah, I've always been Methodist. Okay, I don't know what that means, but that's okay. So it's just. I thought that's one of my gripes. Mm-hmm. Like all these different like Sex. factions right. of the same thing. Yeah. But I will say Methodists are the most liberal. So like you can be Methodists a woman are, uh-huh. and be a preacher. You can be gay Got it. and be a preacher. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'd like to say Methodists are all Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching, do you know the, the Pioneer Woman? Yeah. Okay. So she lives out in Montana or Wyoming or someplace. Mm-hmm. And... She was saying something about going to church, and then they would always get out of church early so they could beat the Methodists at the grocery store because <laughs> it'd be too packed otherwise. Something like that. It was like I was like, that's so weird that there are all these different sects, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. Mostly now, wh- why I say I was scared is because I don't know what Charlotte's gonna do. Uh huh. Like. Is she going to act like a crazy person? In church. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Am I going to have to, like, just leave the sanctuary? Uh-huh. And she's probably not going to be too happy with me, like, dropping her off at, like, the children's church or, like, the... Oh, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So that's why. We just don't go. We keep making, like, little goals for ourselves. Like, <laughs> we'll go on Christmas. Nope. <laughs> we'll go on Easter. Nope. Uh-huh. So that's, yeah, pretty religious. But, like, not... 
and we'll talk about this as we dive into it, but I'm yeah. not somebody that believes everything the Bible. Like, I don't take the Bible literally. Uh-huh. I don't believe that people that aren't, you know, Christians are going to go to hell. Like, I don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. It's just, to me, it's like super personal. Yeah. Um, that's that. What about you? Um, so, I grew up in a town called Coon Rapids, Minnesota, which is like super white. <laughs> Super Christian. I just feel like all of Minnesota's white. You're not wrong about that. Um, and you know, so when we were growing up, there there was no, there was no religion in the house. We had like a Buddha altar that was like super high up on the wall, so you never even even saw it. But like we never, we weren't like, like uh, proactive Buddhists. The only time that we would see anything religious or ritualistic were was during like weddings and funerals that's the only time like that buddha came out <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. otherwise there was we weren't raised with any religion at all um and i actually don't know if that was apathy or if it was like a choice to like figure out yourself mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think it was apathy <laughs> um but i remember in third grade um i had a friend named sarah remember kami Yes. Yeah, so it was me, Kami, and Sarah. We were all, like, tight friends. And Sarah invited me to her church for, like, it was like a, it was like a, I don't know what it was, like a Bring, a, bring a friend Sunday. Maybe, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm in third grade, right? Maybe second grade. And I didn't know what church was, but I went, and it was fun. Um, and then they did a prayer thing, and I was like, what is going on? I just had never seen this before. And it kind of freaked me out, but whatever. Um, I did feel a little, like, different in that in that space. And I felt like people were, were watching me. Like, what's he going to do? Like, mm-hmm. does he get this? So it was a little weird, but whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, for years, there was not, really nothing with religion um, that was brought up. There was one little incident that happened... Do you remember um, The Temptation of, the, of Christ, that movie? With Mel Gibson? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that movie came out, and there was like all this controversy surrounding it, right? Because he's terrible. Well, yes, but he wasn't back then, I don't think. He wasn't as bad as he, he was. He was just hiding it. Right. <laughs> or his handlers were. <laughs> exactly. His publicist was. Um, and there was something, and my dad said something at the dinner table about, you know, it's just let it be. It's 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 art. It's a movie, not a big deal. And then I said, but it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then, you know, and it was like this this funny argument that we had. And then looking back on it years later, I was like, why did I say that? I didn't care. <laughs> I just wanted to be like contrary to my dad. Um, and then you know, in high school, this is sort of when things became a little clearer for me because I was gay and I had a best friend who was super Christian-y and actually two friends that were that way and I came out to them and it did not go well. Oh gosh. Yeah, it was, they basically told me that I had to find Jesus. Pray the gay away? Pray the gay away. I, can't, I cannot even imagine that. And Ooh. so that was sort of my first... Um, time butting heads with religion that was really impacting me that I couldn't you know trust this person you know and and 
they I felt like they were using this religion thing to sort of keep me down or to change me, and it just was not. I was not feeling it, mm-hmm. so I lied to them and said, "I'm just kidding. That that never happened." Did they believe you? <laughs> of course they didn't, but you know it didn't matter because I stopped talking to them. So they weren't your friends anymore. Not my friends anymore. And these were like your close friends. My closest friends. Dang. Yeah. So then what'd you do? So that was like in eleventh grade. In twelfth grade, I found better people, and they were accepting, and and it was fine. Um, and that was around the time that I was trying to find my own sense of spirituality. And I came upon Marianne Williamson's book, mm-hmm. Return to Love. And that really spoke to me. Um, and it was about shifting your perception and about having your own personal relationship with whatever you want to call it. If it's God, if it's the universe, it just spoke to me. And that's sort of how I started my own path on spirituality and listening and you know finding that source inside of you that has always been there you mm-hmm. know um and then 9-11 happened September 11th the attacks happened and there was a church it was a gay church right next to my apartment building and uh I went because I was like fucked up mm-hmm. and I was like what's going on you know and so it was gnarly it was scary it was very I don't know like there was a point where the basket of money came around <laughs> and then they had the bowl. Someone was holding it over, over their head and then everyone like bowed and like put their superpowers to the money <laughs> to make it magical. I don't know. It was this weird little sect of gay Christians. <laughs> and I was like, this is not my people either. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I feel like I've been trying to find that, whether it's been in religion or what. But ultimately I found that with yoga. For me, it has been a spiritual practice. Not that anyone ever said, this is what you need to do, but it's more about inquiry and critical thinking and finding out what works for you and how to sort of be a good person on your own path, Mm -hmm. whatever that means for you. You know what I mean? Because someone who is right-wing Christian, that is right for them. And I'm not trying to, to, you know, I can't stop that but also can't stop what I believe, you know, and it's two completely different things, but as long as you, it's right for you, then it's the right thing for you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I don't have positive things to say about Christianity because I felt like it has, it has been this, this oppressive force Mm -hmm. that people have used to keep people down and to, be racist and to be horrible in the name of religion, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, there's good people like you <laughs> who are Christian, who are good and open-minded and accepting. And so that changes my thinking all the time, you know, about religion. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is kind of what I was chatting about, like even with the yoga controversy, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Oops, that's such an annoying phrase. <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> Next week on the grave. <laughs> um, people are so are people are still human beings, and they're concerned with themselves mm-hmm. and their image and money, and um, that usually is going to come into play more than. Doing the right thing mm. is what I think. So they're my interest first, yeah, before anything else. And I can use this mm. 
this background that I know will sway people right. to get on my side. Right. That's so annoying to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and what's really infuriating is, you know, like last week we talked about um, David Hogg and how that Laura Ingram from Fox News yeah. like went for him. And then, you know, she was getting all the sponsors pulled. Mm -hmm. And then so her response in her apology was, on this holy day. Oh, my God. This holy week, (laughs) you know, I reflected that. It's like, well, she has positioned herself as this Christian person. That's how she's gotten so big in the Fox world. You know, it's like, doesn't that impact you every single day? Like this, the spirit and the goodness of (laughs) of Christ. You know, like, why did you forget that? You know, and, yeah. and I just think that using that as a weapon, um, I don't know, it's, there's just no room for it for me. And I feel like super right-wing Christian folks and jihadists are in the same boat. Like, they want to use religion and what the Bible says to, to harm To push people. a point. Yeah. yeah. That's really... Yeah, to harm people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. That's kind of like my first uh, point. Mm -hmm. Gripes. It's folks that cherry pick what they want the Bible to mean to support their own views. Right. Because, I mean, I swear I could find anything in the Bible. We all can. Yeah. To to, support support my point of view. Yeah. And it's just stupid. Mm -hmm. There's no point to it. Right. Yeah. Mine is is that it's a man made. The Bible's a man made thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's akin to, like, the JFK shooting happening. And then 30 years later, I'm going to write about it, and that's the Bible. It's not like it happened in the moment. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, well, this is what I remember, or this is what's going to position me in a more positive light, you know, and to keep other people down. That's how I feel about it. Anyways, um, and so it's a man-made thing. I think that Jesus was a good guy. Yeah, he is good, homie. I think that he lived a great life that yeah people should model their lives after. And I don't think that he was, you know, a a bashing, hateful, spiteful person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yes. like, like, use him as an example. Um, he wasn't a magical person to me, you know, <laughs> um, but he was a good person. He he was a positive role model, and that's awesome (laughs) but the thing that's so crazy now is all these right-wing conservative folks that are just like you know beating the bible and Mm -hmm. if you look at like their actions yeah it does not align with what jesus says absolutely none of it right even close Mm -hmm. like taking money away from welfare systems or uh you know all the other stuff Mm -hmm. these horrible people try to do yeah it's exhausting yeah it is exhausting (laughs) What else do you have? All right, so the next one. People that think because they believe in God, that absolves them of all of their wrongdoing. Yes. No, honey. Right. (laughs) But, I mean, but isn't that a Christian thing? Yeah. As long as you say I'm sorry, it's it's wiped away. That is supposed to be. That's a thing. Yeah. But my example that I have written down here is, like, with... With Roy Moore, I heard this woman mm. on uh, one of the shows talking about, well, 
you know, he might have done those things when he was younger with those children. Mm. But if Jesus forgives them, then so do I. Wow. Okay. And I'm like, well, okay. here's my question. How do you know if Jesus forgave them? Right. How do we know this? Mm-hmm. And I think if you are knowingly, you know, you do something wrong, you ask for forgiveness. Right. But then you keep doing you it. You have to, <laughs> like, that sorrow, the repent has, rep- repentance has to come from within. It's just lip service otherwise. Right. Do you know what I mean? And it should, like, spur an internal change and growth. Yeah. Right? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I mean, I think that is, yeah. This is a tough topic, you guys. It's not easy. Um, do you want to go on? You got one? I don't. Okay. <laughs> My next one is when people don't take responsibility for their future or for their you know current situation, and they just pray about it. Mm. Well, right. I'm just going to pray about it. Well, I mean, it's, like, it's not off the lines of thoughts and prayers. Thinking that, thinking about it is gonna is enough. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Um, I've seen this happen so many times. Like, and th- these are with like friends of mine that will say, God won't give me something that I can't handle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but there are, and I'm not going to get into like specific things, mm-hmm. but there will be specific actionable items that you can do to prevent things from happening that you don't want to happen mm-hmm. rather than just praying about it. Uh-huh. But I get the point, though, like, if there is a bad situation that has fallen into my lap, I can handle it. Is that what you mean? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, that's a good point. Yes. Um, let me see if I can think of another way to put this. I mean, I guess, like, the best example would be not being on birth control. Because you don't believe in it. Oh, I see. Yeah, and thinking that Got you're not going to get pregnant because you're praying. Oh, 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 oh. That kind of thing. I see. And I'm like, God's not... This is God the- is not a condom, you guys. <laughs> Jesus is not a condom. So stop thinking he is. But, I mean, whenever I'm praying, and like when I pray, usually my prayers are just like... it's You know how what you're saying, like your religion is just like going inside and... Mm-hmm. So my prayers are more like, help me figure out the best way for this solution. Like, how do I know right. how to move forward? Like, yeah. I guidance, whatever. Right. I'm not ever praying for like, dear Lord, don't let me get pregnant. <laughs> dear Lord, <laughs> dear Lord, let my team win on Sunday. Right. Or you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I think that's awfully narcissistic to think sure. that somebody is gonna give you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I get that completely. That much attention. Right. Oh, wait, let me block that sperm. Bling. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but people believe that. I, uh, Yeah. <laughs> you would know because you grew up with a bunch of those folks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. It's like you can take some measurable actions <laughs> to prevent <laughs> bad things from happening. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay, so... We kind of talked about this one a little bit, but my next one is politicians that will pander like to the religious right just to get votes. Like when I hear 45 praying, I want to gag. Mm -hmm. Because you know that man, 
is not even any kind of religious. No, he's got his green. (laughs) (laughs) So just, we already kind of touched on this, but using religion just to like gain money or votes or that's not cool. I mean, just like, yeah, using it in politics, I think is the weirdest thing ever. And that means a lot of platforms are based on religion. So I guess I get that, but I don't know. There just seems to be some more things that are, I don't know, in the moment and pertinent rather than the religion you grew up with. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I think that what's what's weird for me is that it's all the same God. It's just different lamps that. It shines out of. For like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Vehicles that you can relate to. Right. Like, this makes sense to me. Right. Because I don't think that when, you know, my God is different from your God. I just call it something different, you know? And and I don't use it to try to fuck people over. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where <laughs> yes. I feel like that happens just way too often. And that's why I'm so turned off by, by religion. Organized. Organized religion. Yeah. yeah. I feel like as soon as people get into it, just messes it all up. Right. Um, <clears throat> so Aaron grew up Catholic and I grew up Methodist. And when we go to any Catholic services, they always take communion. Mm-hmm. But I can't go up there since I'm not Catholic. Oh. And that to me is the silliest thing yeah. ever. Right. Because you have to be like confirmed. You have to be in a special gr- elitist group. And I'm like, this is so dumb. It makes me so angry. Yeah, I don't want that wafer anyways. I'm not apple juice. Everybody's <laughs> wafer crumbs. <laughs> the juice. Drinking out of the same cup. I mean, and I don't know much about Catholicism, but I do know I kind of like this current Pope. Yeah, he's like the cool, he's cool. Pope. And you know, like when like super right wing people are mad at him, I'm like, oh yeah, I can deal with this. <laughs> Um, so this is kind of on that same vein, next gripe, the argument that God has been taken out of schools, Mm. so that's why all these mass shootings are happening. Oh, Lord. But then it's like, well, God was in the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. and we know what happened over the years in the Catholic Church. Right. Well, no. Do do, do people know what happened? (laughs) Yeah. How did they not? I mean, I'm just saying. Just all the, you know. Yeah. Things that we don't need to talk about. <laughs> so I mean, it's just millions of dollars that have gone to um, keep victims quiet mm-hmm. and to hide the, the wrongdoing of the church, the Catholic Church specifically. Yeah, which is just sad. If you don't know what we're talking about, go see Spotlight. Oh, that may be so good. So good. Yeah. yeah. Mega churches are next on the list. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not into a mega church. Can I just tell you though, Joel Osteen, he Stop. does it for me. No, he does. I mean, not. in the way that like I used to watch, like just three minutes of his talk on when it was on TV, when I had TV, yeah. when I was like a teenager. It's like okay, I hear that a little bit. And you I like, like his term. <laughs> his perm his, is so bad. His perm and his veneers. I mean, I, 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 I'm not mad about some of the things that he has said. Um, but I just know his stance on on homosexuality and his response in the hurricane. Not letting people into yeah, the church. Yeah, uh-huh. and he lied about... It, there's floods everywhere. Like, no one can get, get into our church. But there, it was dry. It was dry as fuck. <laughs> it was like the Sahara in there. I mean, it's just that, like, I don't understand. 
understand. Well, it's funny to me because these mega churches are coming across as like they're trying to ingratiate themselves with a younger population. Mm-hmm. And they do that with the bands and the snacks and like these <laughs> snacks. <laughs> what kind of snacks? Girl, tell me. They have like pastries and oh, coffees. They have like coffee shops. Cream? Like coffee shops in these churches. For free? With a barista. Is it free though? I don't know. I don't go there. Then I don't care if it's not free. <laughs> But their message is very, like, conservative. Yeah. And I think that's where they get you. They're like, oh, we're Yeah, we've tried a few coffee. Yeah, yeah. But we're not cool, Right. Okay, so one of my favorite videos to laugh at, (laughs) it's a video of a concert happening, and it's Christian Side Hug. Have you seen that? No. Give me that Christian side hug. That Christian side hug. Give me that Christian side <laughs> hug. That Christian side hug. And it's this whole rap about it can't hug it you can't front, front hug. to front. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because that's the devil's work. That's the devil's playground. <laughs> it is hilarious. And they're not doing it out of irony either. They mean every fucking word they said. Oh, man. It is hilarious. So look it up on YouTube. Christian Chris- side hug. Christian side hug. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, this is a serious, this is a serious topic today, but <laughs> thanks for carrying it. Let, let's leave it there. We'll leave it there. Um, you guys send us your thoughts on religion, do spirituality. You think, do you think we're going to hell? Let us know. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and if I do, I had a good life. <laughs> well, all your friends will be there. Hey guys. <laughs> it's hot in here. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, find us on iTunes, on Stitcher. Send all your comments and hate mail to the gripe, G- <laughs> the gripe you, podcast at gmail.com. I thought you were going to give out my personal email address <laughs> for a hate mail. <laughs> then you've made it. Um, and then we will catch you next, next time. week. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>